Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to The Scream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated horror movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your truly gruesome, gory, twisted ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where the scripts will be read by some unassuming teenagers, incidentally starting an incantation to awaken a long, dormant demon. I'm Joel, a man who exclusively lives in new build to lessen the chance of cohabiting with a ghost, and across from me is John Harris, a man who is fresh from doing arguably the most stressful and bravest thing a person can do. No, not the birth of his second child. John watched a horror movie at 10am this morning on a Tuesday morning. John, how are you? I've, I've still got the heebie-jeebies, if I'm being honest with you. And John, the reason that you watched Host instead of Good Morning Britain this morning is because we are joined by a very special guest for this Halloween edition of Dream Factory. It's film writer, producer, director extraordinaire, creator of scientifically proven the scariest film ever made, Jed Shepard. How are you? Hey, thanks, thanks uh, for inviting me on. Yeah, the uh, I didn't realise we all had to be have J names. Is this this a normal thing? <laughs> yeah, triple yeah, yeah, J, yeah, absolutely. We're triple J. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jed, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the horror genre before we get into the film pictures from our listeners, if that's cool with you. Sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, why do you inflict this on us? And uh, <laughs> no, um, when I was writing the intro, I I kind of realised how easy it is to sort of conjure up like those classic horror tropes you know like the group always splits up uh-huh. nobody ever turns a light on when they immediately walk into a room and i was really curious to know that when you're in the process of making a horror film uh-huh. are you aware of those tropes do you lean into them do you try and swerve them um yeah i mean i uh just being a horror fan like most horror fans these these uh the horror conventions are uh, ingrained in, in our soul so when we see that cliche coming up, we know the the person making this film is either going to lean into it or they're mm-hmm. going to subvert, you know, audience expectations at the, at the end. And for the things that I write, I like to make people believe it's leaning into cliche, but then you know, subvert at the last moment. So keep keep the audience on their toes. But yeah, I mean, horror films are just full of these things that over the last hundred years that make us scream but we know the exact things uh, that work jump scares loud noises they work they make our, our hearts beat so it's all about finding new ways to do those you know those uh, things that have been done for 100 years and I, I was really curious to know i should say at this point that 
John and I are like famously complete wimps um, <laughs> when it comes to horror films. And uh, I was wondering, do you uh, do you get scared? Do you still get scared? Is it? Are you numb to it? Have you watched it? You know, you've what you've seen everything. You know what to expect, or do you still get get scared when you watch horror films? I mean, no, I don't really get scared, but I, I want to be scared. But there hasn't really been a film I can think of that's made me like terrified or made me scream. There's there's films that really you know ramp up the tension and get me on the edge of my seat. You know, things like Hereditary or you know even the Blair Witch Project, things like that. There's films that make me you know excited to see what comes next but like you know all out screaming and and turning things off I I don't think I've done that since I was a little little kid I think I am pretty desensitized to a lot of it and just interested in how it's made so if if I see a really really interesting cool looking scare all I'm thinking about is okay how do they do that how do they do that magic trick Um, and then I work backwards and, and figure out the formula yeah, I guess if you're if you know how the sausage gets made, you can you're kind of like seeing the wires when you're watching films. I exactly. Because I have, I think John and I experienced horror in slightly different ways. We were talking about this before. He he is just not ready for. It. He just doesn't like a jump scare. <laughs> but for me, like there's bits in horror films that I think about all the time, and that are just completely like ingrained into my psyche. Now there's like a shot in the Babadook that I think about every time I open a wardrobe where there's a shot where they make one of the jackets look like the Babadook, right? And I think about yeah. that every time I see a coat hanging up. <laughs> I think about Tony Collette in Hereditary all the time, you know, in the corner of the ceiling. Like, I don't know how, yeah, I, I, I'm amazed. I don't know how you reach that level of, I, I, I probably won't sleep tonight thinking about thinking <laughs> about horror films. So. I think it's just like anything. If, if, you, if you do it enough or you, you watch enough of it, you become less scared because you kind of know what's going to happen. Mm. Like when I watch a horror film, it doesn't take me too long to know where the rest of the movie is going so I, I i really enjoy horror movies that kind of subvert my expectations as well and i'm, I'm just a i'm a horror film fan first and then a filmmaker second um i just love watching horror movies amazing so so as joel alluded to i uh a professional Freddy pants watched host this morning uh, and i've awesome. got two one one thing one my partner my having given birth five days ago my partner was like what are you going to watch and i said host it's apparent like i told her what it's about and she said oh i'm gonna watch it as well and i said okay and we put it on <laughs> and about three minutes into it jed i'm sure you remember this a cupboard door opens so nothing has happened yeah. but a cupboard door opens of its own accord and my partner goes yeah. we're not watching this so i actually <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i had to go upstairs and watch the whole rest of it by myself and it, as you know as scientifically proven it is a terrifying film but one thing i wasn't expecting is it's it's also there's some really funny bits in it particularly the use of zoom and i don't want to spoil anything but there is a bit 10 minutes before the end of the film where a pop-up says you have 10 minutes left in your free zoom session it's so funny that you know the stuff like that is like me and rob savage uh, rob directed it we, we we sat down right at the start before we knew what we were doing and we just came up with funny things like that, just stuff that to entertain ourselves. You know, we, we knew we had the kind of scares lockdown, but just making it, you know, feel real and and, and authentic is the way. And our other co-writer, uh, Gemma, really helped us with, with our making making the, the, the cast feel like real people. Because I, I guess you probably know, but all of the cast and all of the crew are our friends. We didn't really cast an out wide. We just used who we knew. So, yeah, because we were just using Zoom all the time, that was what happened. When you've got 10 minutes left, you get the reminder to upgrade to Pro. Um, <laughs> so we thought that'd be a really good bit of, you know, tension because, you know, there's 10 minutes left of the film, something's going to happen. And also, like, levity. 
because I think levity is important in horror movies so you could have a little bit of a you know a breather before something else happens definitely well now we're going to pivot from asking you about your films to creating the next you you know so in this scariest horror films of all time you've actually at one point you've got two in the top 10 so you're 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 yeah. taking up a what is that a fifth of the real estate we're gonna we're gonna 20, make that 20 percent 20 percent. we're gonna make that even <laughs> more so today we're gonna have at least okay. three films your next three projects are gonna be sorted by the end of this call oh so, amazing I, I do want 60 well, percent of that top 10 by the way well <laughs> yeah we're gonna get there don't you worry okay. we, um, we should say speaking of your own projects before we get to those we should say that flashback as this is out now is out available on netflix tell us a little bit about that before yeah. we get into the uh, fictional pitches so flashback came about there's this thing that netflix do emerging filmmaker basically it's an emerging filmmaker scheme where they've they scour the world to find, you know, who they think is going to be the next big thing. And they weren't available, so they came to me. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, you know, it's been quite a long process and I had to write something. And I wanted to write something that was a little bit more gateway horror, like like the films that got me into horror, like Gremlins or The Gay or like Return to Oz. So that's kind of my thinking behind this one. And, uh, you know, I wrote it, stuck all my friends in it again, like I always do. <laughs> but this time, you know, it's on, Net- it's on Netflix worldwide as well. It's not just Netflix like UK or it's Netflix worldwide to 260 million subscribers. So a lot of people will see it. And it's just about a yoga teacher who is murdered within the first, you know, couple of minutes of the film. And it's all about that, that phrase, like when you die, you see a life flash before your eyes. And I always just thought, okay, so in this flashback, if you could slow it down, like you could see your life, what if you could change things along along that flashback? If, if you're seeing yourself at 13 years old, are you able to use that and convince everyone in that time to help you, to stop you from dying in the future? So that that was like kind of the high concept um, idea behind it. And uh, yeah, and Netflix was just like, yeah, let's do this. So um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm well, very when, lucky. Uh, when this goes out, I will have wa- I will have braved it, Jed. I will have watched it, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, oh, thanks, John. Let's get into the real meat of it. Give me a film idea from one of our listeners. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you to start off with two film ideas here, Jed, uh, on a similar vein. So from Rickard, we've got C, which is like Saw, but it's live streamed, so it's in the present tense. And then from nice. Scroobius Pip, we have Saw. You wake up, but you're not chained to a person in a, in a basement. You're at home and you've got eight hours sleep. So now you've got to figure out why you are sore. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think just sort of the the natural aging process is a, is an area for horror? <laughs> I, uh, I I think so because it's you know ubiquitous. Everyone can relate. But you know that idea that Pip had there. I mean that's quite cool because there there are films out there that are similar where someone wakes up and something you know bad's happened and they have amnesia they don't remember it so yeah I think that could work oh it's a bit like um the Hangover I guess where they all wake up yes but it's a scary version of the Hangover <laughs> yeah because your back's hurting a little bit you've got mystery bruises on your arms <laughs> yeah. where that come from where you went to McDonald's what? what's the scariest yeah, McDonald's you, it, order to find in your house yeah. <laughs> oh wow well I. You know, I'm I'm a pescatarian, so like anything meat based would uh, would make me think, oh, someone's been here. Oh, interesting. And in t- in typical horror, what would happen is that the bruise and the pain would grow, right? Yeah. Day by day, the bruises appear in more places. I think in this, it is just you're in your forties. It's just a niggling pain in the fa- in the lower back <laughs> that you're desperately trying to get to the bottom of, and we're painstakingly seeing you try like that hot cups. You know the 
yeah. version of like kind of acupuncture and we're just watching a man slowly driven mad by a pain in his lower back. Maybe there's like a fun run in three months time <laughs> on the horizon. So we get shots of the clock, calendar yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he needs the back heel by then. Um, I, I think that, yeah, the process of aging, like that is, I mean, M. Knight did that from old recently, which, which, I mean, it wasn't for me, but, you know, it really put into perspective, like what people think of older people. And when you get older, like you lose, if you're known for your looks, when they disappear, what do you have? If you're known for how s- smart you are, when that starts to kind of fade a little bit, who are, who are you? So there is, you know, lots of existential horror as well as, you know, the real physical horror of not being able to do the things that you love doing. I, I saw old at the cinema. I think did I did I enjoy it? I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I thought it's quite. Is it a good conceit? I think it's a good conceit. I think, I think that, it's a good conceit. But like halfway through, I saw it in cinema too. Halfway through, something broke with the digital projection, and they came out and said, "Hey, sorry, we're going to start the film again." And everyone was like, "Nah." Oh wow! <laughs> and, and it walked out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's so good. Do, do you think a film like a filmmaker like M Night has backed himself into a corner by? If you're the guy with the big twist, if it's like everyone goes to see your movie because of the big twist, right? That, if, if you were to ask a thousand people to just to tell you one defining feature of his films, it would be twist at the end. Yeah. Do you think there's a pressure then for the twist to really deliver? Because I actually, I was kind of along for the ride with old. And then at the end, I was like, well, I found the twist really underwhelming and sort of yeah two links not like it didn't tie things up very well but i wonder if he when he's writing he's like uh, 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 this there has to be a twist you know it has to end on a twist well he does a thing where he actually a lot of his stories like old like look at the cabin there are other people's stories their books or short stories Mm. that he kind of you know he takes on and pretends that he came up with it to, to put it mildly so he's choosing these projects he right and maybe because they're similar to the kind of things that he's done before and to be honest, he has a formula and it works. So I I don't know why he would he would change it. I mean, you know, critically it might not work, but commercially it always makes a profit. You know, it always lets him make the next film. And yeah, I, I can understand why he's why he's doing that. Fair enough. Hey, how about this one from Andy, the Texas Chainsaw Mascara, upset by the fact that everyone he meets just screams and tries to run away. Chainsaw wielding lunatic Leatherface decides to try and use makeup to make him more appealing to others. Now, I, I think it's tricky when I don't think I'm not sure Mascara is really going <laughs> to undo the appearance of Leatherface. But I do like the idea of, of maybe Leatherface running out of victims and having to, you know, like a Tarzan in the big city kind of movie. Yeah, Le- Leatherface <laughs> goes in search of victims and has to kind of integrate somehow, try and integrate into society in order to get closer to human beings. Well, I I like that, but I also like the idea that you know he's he he's done with killing people and he wants to try and find his true self, and it's only through experimenting with with makeup that he understands he finds his real self and he's suddenly happy and he doesn't need to kill anyone anymore because he's is happy within himself. I think that's that's the the Leatherface, the Leatherface redemption arc. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I exactly. was thinking a similar thing to Jed, but mine was more bleak. It was more like a Frankenstein's monster thing. So he's trying to fit in, but everyone still sees him. I mean, understandably, as a chainsaw wielding serial killer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a pretty PR wise. That's pretty difficult to undo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's move on to, straight on to another one. What about this one from Jez? The T-Rexicist. A tech billionaire invites some dinosaur experts over to his new dinosaur attraction, just in time for the biggest prehistoric creature to become possessed by the devil. Now, Jed, correct me if I'm wrong, I think dinosaurs are probably scary enough, and I don't think we've had many demonic dinosaurs because you're sort of piling scary on top of scary there. So we've had this film, I, I just had to Google oh. it to remember the name, but it's called Velocipasta. Um, <laughs> so it's, and He's it's Italian. A, a, so, so it's a, a, a pasta, P-A-S-T-O-R, <laughs> and he is, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I, I know there's dinosaurs involved. I think maybe he changes into a dinosaur, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all for the, the classic, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen the new Exorcist movie yet, but it would have been a 10 times better if if they were possessed by a, by a T-Rex. That would have been <laughs> awesome. If, um, if Russell Crowe was fighting, is it Russell Crowe in the new... In the latest Exorcist, no, that, that you're right? the, Pope's That's Exorcist. the Pope's Exorcist, which oh, I really man. like, actually. Okay, I really like. But there is a film called Tammy and the T Rex, which is uh, about a woman whose boyfriend dies, um, and his spirit goes inside a T Rex, and then they reconnect <laughs> as uh, you know, uh, as a woman and a teenage girl, really, and and uh, a T Rex. And it's funny, it's stupid, and it's like a midnight classic. I watched that at the Prince Charles, I think. No, no, I watched that at the Soho Horror Film Festival, but it's been shown like in a lot of places. But yeah, so there's an audience for, for T-Rex-related uh, 
horror. Would you would you get into the dinosaur filmmaking world, Jed, or is that totally? I, I I would love to. I would love to do a dinosaur horror movie. Just you just need to find a reason for dinosaurs to be here, or for you to be in in dinosaur in in the Jurassic or Triassic period or whatever. But yeah, I think that could be kind of cool. Maybe maybe a house is built on a bunch of fossils, and uh, the dinosaurs are angry about that. So. In the middle middle of night, you know, they, you, you go for a drink and you open up the fridge and and there's a um, you know a, a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know that terrible joke is how do you know how do you know there's an elephant in your fridge? Footprints and the butter, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's the life I'm going. <laughs> <It's just laughs> utterly insane. You talk, we were talking earlier about sort of going against stereotypes in films. I think if there was a horror film where you're scarily opening a fridge, no one's expecting a velociraptor to jump out. No. So you're definitely no, going to subvert expectations. But you there. can only play that trick once. <laughs> yeah. You can't keep, it can't be solely based in the fridge. I mean, there are other cabinets that are open. You can, it could be, you know, like after that, you go, and then you open up like like your underwear drawer in the morning and then, and then there's a, a you know... <laughs> Wearing a pants. Yeah. All types of dinosaurs just like spilling out uh, at you. If, uh, if the next film, the, the, the sort of Empire <laughs> review for the next Jed Shepard film is, it was sort of just a bunch of dinosaurs jumping out of furniture. <laughs> I would love that. I'd be into it. I think Empire <laughs> would be into it. I'd, I'd love to do a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World type movie though. I, I would love to. To be able to play in, in that sand pit would be incredible. How how realistic are we going? Are you going classic dinosaurs, they're scaly lizards, are you are you gonna go there's probably more sort of body horror in the birds and them looking feathered and birdy. Yeah. And, I, I think I would done. like to do something, yeah, a yeah. little bit different. But you know, Jurassic Park I think is one of the best movers of all time, so I wouldn't yeah. stray mm. too far from that. And you know, dinosaurs are one of the things that kids love as well. So anything to get kids more into horror is is good for me, I think, because the the world is horrific. Sometimes you need something to take your mind off it, and seeing dinosaurs running around chomping on humans is, uh, you know, a good palate cleanser for always, life. Always, always satisfying. Before we move on to the next idea, I just want what, what I've got one final thought is I think early on in the film, before we actually see demon dinosaurs, hum, like a couple of humans should be possessed by diamonds, dinosaurs. So it's just sort of just yeah. a woman walking around a house, sort of stomping and roaring. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and it happens because someone send, sends a, a, a Jurassic Park themed Ouija board through the post to, to that person and they do it and it's just like T-R-E-X T-R-E-X it's like but raw yeah <laughs> and then and then a bit later on like when she's like being you know in the in the night she's hearing like yeah low rumbles she asks her mum hey mum like I keep seeing something and the mum's like okay this is the day I thought would never come but dad was a dinosaur yeah <laughs> 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 you are you are half dinosaur that's why you're so attuned to to, to these scaly lizards the birth certificate's just got a reptilian print on it yes hey how, how about this one from beck talk to knee now this is i think last year's film talk to me where there was a possessed hand uh-huh is that right i didn't i didn't see yeah. it i guess it's exactly the same thing but it's a detached kneecap i'd like that because it, it would mean that you've also it, if then if the if it's just the knee, then you want to want to know what happens to the rest of it because you have to chop it at two different points, <laughs> like above True. the knee, and so that's even more cruel than just a hand. With a hand, one simple slice, but with a knee, that is very specifically two slices. So that's you know up in the horror already. 
I, th- um, I think maybe maybe it's also hollowed out, so it's sort you wear it like a knee pad. Yeah, that's nice. how you that's how you speak to the dead, and it's much harder to sort of get rid of than just sort of holding a hand. You, it takes a while to get Jara. a knee pad. I once met a girl in a pub who she was just at the bar. It was like a lock in, so you know we were all friends except for a, a few people. Sat down next to her, and she was like, "Oh, do you want to go play a game of pool?" And I was like, "All right then." I got up, and so did she, but with difficulty because she had no kneecaps both of her kneecaps were missing so and she was like I, you're probably wondering why my kneecaps are missing and, and i was just like well yeah yeah <laughs> and she said she was born without any kneecaps so basically she she ties bandages around the middle of her legs really and she was on, on crutches i thought it was so interesting i didn't even know that was a thing Crikey. Wow. That, you know she yeah, i think she beat I, me a pole as well which i think i do uh, know yes. that babies don't have kneecaps Ah, so maybe I think it just you, didn't I think you grow. Look at John. John's raised his eyebrows. A man of two children has raised his eyebrows so high that I think I might be talking crap. As, well, as soon as sure I'm going downstairs, I'm, I'm going to check my, my four-day-old four child I'm pretty, sure they, I'm pretty sure it's like a bone or whatever that grows pretty late on. So that would make oh, wow. sense. Right, yeah. John, shall we do our own ideas? Yes, please. I'm going to go first. I am absolutely playing to the audience here with this one, Jed. Uh-huh. My film idea is Post. Prequel to the 2020 horror masterpiece where a seance takes place via the Royal Mail. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It's it's a real slow burn because you just have to wait. You have to wait for the for the response. So yeah. it, you were talking about ratcheting up tension. Three days. It's true. <laughs> the horror of going down and seeing one of those little red slips. Thinking, yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to go pick it up at the news agent, local news agents. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I just hand you like this smoking box. I was also thinking there's there's a scare in it somewhere where a character looks at a piece of mail that they previously received and it's changed, so it says something scary. So there's the, the post is altered. Like the Virgin Media bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just says boo. Good jump scare. Phenomenal. Opening a letter and it's just in big words, <laughs> in big letters, boo. <laughs> Yeah, and you can, you can really rush out the tension because you know when like a like DPD or Hermes or whatever turn up at your door. Before you open the door, you can already hear like the doo doo. You can always you can hear. Like, you don't know what it is. It's just something from their machines that that they need apparently. It's doo doo. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, you could hear that sound around the house before oh, you know something scary happens. You know what would be good? This is a classic. They hand you the parcel. And they say, sorry, I've just got to take a quick photo of you to show that you got the parcel. They take the photo, show you the photo. There's someone over your shoulder. So it's the classic, you know, you're in, you have a shower, you close the bathroom mirror, something's behind you, but classic. it's in the DPDs. That's, that's good. That's, and, then, uh, and then you're left alone. And then he, t- he says, thank you very much, leaves. And then you close the door and you know that yeah. there's something in the house. With yeah, you. like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. And then you, you go on the website because, you know, the upload is the website immediately and it's not yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the cool. idea of just wait, 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 and like, being the first person ever. Just, get DPD man, come in. Let's have a <laughs> yeah. cup of coffee. Let's chat. Uh, there's also something in it, like tracking the package, the final package with the maybe that gets you out of the seance. You have to sort of watch it coming down your road, and it drives in different. <laughs> like, you know how they sometimes get lost. Yeah, or well, you have to really quickly put the reference number into the DPD yeah. tracking or whatever. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I expect like to see in that this. in cinemas in the next couple of years. I'm into it. Okay, here's one from me. The fall of the house of Usher. Usher. A, a young pre-fame 
A young pre-fame usher does a deal with the devil to ensure that he has a long and storied career. However, down the line, all of his featured artists start to die in mysterious circumstances. Nice. I, I like that. And usher does look like quite timeless. Like he, he hasn't he really does. that much. Exactly. So may, maybe there's some trees in there. There's um, some Dorian Gray to him, isn't there? There, there really, really is. Yeah, I, I like that. And he'd get away with it because, you know, these celebrities... Like they get as as we know from the news, they get away with with murder until maybe they they slip at the last minute or they they get too comfortable in their crime and then and you know they get caught. But yeah, that's definitely something. And I'm trying trying to think of a pun on one of his songs, but I'm well, there's burn. I think he did burn, so that's a pretty burn. grisly way to go. Um, he kills people like the same as in in his songs. So burn ignition. He plays with someone's ignition. Uh, oh no, uh, that's R. Kelly. Sorry, that's R. Kelly. Yep. Yeah, uh, confessions <laughs> at the end <laughs> when he when he confessions when he confesses that he made a pact with the devil. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's it. good. What is it? Uh, oh, there's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says after he kills someone. Yeah, he says yeah when he or maybe he gets caught because he tries to kill Lil John. I was about and to. Yeah. Lil John's Lil John's so loud. There's caught up. <laughs> he could catch someone in a net in a big net. You know, there's nice. there's, there's some uh, I th- there's I th- potential here. If there's like a sort of slocky slasher element to this watching little john get i think he would be very good at getting murdered in a sort of horror film and it's just an endless excuse for cameos of people that have been on asher songs right so yeah (laughs) and he's you know he's been on everyone's songs so exactly that'd be good it's a plague running through the music industry (laughs) <laughs> and there's like detectives trying to work like they've got the whole detective board all the lines and it's all just coming back to Usher he's the only person who's performed yeah. with all these artists and they go back and listen to like like gramophone records from like the 1920s and they see he's on that as well yes. like, oh, this, this guy's yes. been around forever start playing it backwards and it's just full scale admission to every crime he's ever committed yeah. if you play yeah backwards it's just a list of his somehow it's just a list of his victims <laughs> Yeah, and the, and then it's it's like the Mandela effect, and then he could, and then the the lead character listens to that song. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime girl. And then, and then you hear Usher like like do the chorus or something. You like no, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, so there's good. something in this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jed, it's been an absolute pleasure. The only thing left for us to do here is for you to select a winner from this week's pitches. The one that you are going to take forward, take to the execs, and get made. So. I don't well, know if there's one that stands out. The, uh, I don't want to be biased, but I'll, uh, Post was good. Um, but, you know, someone's not uh, the host of the of the show. I would say the dinosaur one. Yeah. Uh, the I would T-Rex say the dinosaur assist. one. Yeah, I will say, like, for the listeners, Jed's eyes lit up when John said, would you make a dinosaur film? So, wait, yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> Definitely. Congratulations Amazing. Jed. To thank Jez. you so much. Another J. Quadruple J. Quadruple oh, J. Wow. There we go. Keep it in the family. Just... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jed, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, listeners. Go and watch Flashback, available on Netflix now, and all of Jed's other amazing work. Um, yeah, thanks so much for coming. Thanks uh, for letting me be here. Well, that was nice, John. Oh, what an episode! What a great episode. I loved it. Which was your favourite bit? Oh, the bit where we recorded the post-chat before the episode itself. Ah, you're showing them how the sausage gets made. We've never done this before, I don't think. Maybe we have one time in the past, but yeah, we're just, we're just getting on we're to We're recording it. the post pre, because we have a very special guest on. And we're going to record and the pre-post. And we're going to record the pre-post. <laughs> I'm going to record about two minutes in the middle of the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> 
So I really need to hope that Jed's up for that. Just <laughs> popping online and recreating a bit from the recording that we're about to do. Um, but no, very excited, very exciting. John. Hello. I mean, congratulations. You've had Thank you. uh, your second child. It's very, very, very exciting. A I little boy. Another one for the patriarchy. Tick. A little, yes. <laughs> about time. And I imagine you're probably too tired, too stressed to enjoy of it, of taking in any pop culture? Well, actually, having a baby, give, there is a lot of time. It's just you're not like, you, you can't sort of keep any schedule because everything is dictated by the baby. But actually, you do, mm-hmm. there is a lot of sort of sitting whilst holding a baby. So in the background, whilst I've been looking after the baby, has been the David Beckham documentary on Netflix. Incredible. You have a baby boy and all of a sudden oh, I'm a you're guy. slipping you're a football guy. You're slipping into some terrible gender stereotypes there. Um it's interesting uh, like I didn't think I really had much ever interest in football, but when I was watching it and seeing like that Real Madrid lineup with Ronaldo, mm. Figo and Zidane and stuff, it is like that is just such nostalgia. One of the one of the greatest joys in my life is when I stayed at your house not long ago and um child number one showed a keen interest in match of the day which you'd kindly put on for me and I thought yes <laughs> John's got to learn about football now <laughs> yeah he has yeah. to become a different guy so that's good to know that's that trend's carrying on you wait you'll be uh you'll be season ticket holders at wherever your nearest team is Stevenage enough. Spurs Stevenage Stevenage that's a nicer one to go to they're doing very well at the moment John but I'm sure Are you're they? well across that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> keep up with the uh a- ages the the Stephen Ages. Oh dear. Oh well. We had a good time. How about you, Joe? Anything that you can recommend from the world of uh, the world? Uh, from the world of the world, yes. I read a book in two very short sittings, Yellow Face by Rebecca F. Quang. It's really good. It's uh, a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a thriller. I'm really bad at describing books. It's about two friends, both writers, one of them incredibly successful, one of them not so successful. You're hearing it from the not so successful one's perspective. And the other very successful writer, spoilers, but this all happens very early in the book, dies and the protagonist steals a, an unfinished manuscript Ooh. and passes it off as her own. And there are consequences. And it's really good. It's dark. It's really funny. Yeah. I, and I just absolutely devoured it across two airport visits, which is pretty good going. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I also have been watching and being profoundly scared by it, which feels very relevant, The Fall of the House of Usher. Ooh, yeah, good. Yeah, scary, man. Now I've watched Host, I'm, I'm down for horror, let's go. Yeah, you're a, you're a horror boy now. It's horror and football all the way for you, isn't it? You're just completely... <laughs> I don't really recognise you anymore. It's uh, Which I've actually combined horror and football for the last two decades by being a Charlton <laughs> Athletic fan. Hey, that's good stuff. Come on. Let's hope I really maintain that form as we go into our interview with Jed. Uh, but no, really good. Again, dark, funny. I'll be honest, a bit spooky in places for me, but I'm being brave. Okay. It's eight episodes, man. It, like When it's a horror film, I think it's okay. Just bite your hand for 90 minutes until it's over. When it's eight episodes, it's like eight hours of this stuff, you know? Mm. Uh, for me, with horror i was realizing today is it's the tension when the stuff when shit's hitting the fan and there's blood going everywhere and demons are ripping I, that yeah doesn't bother me it's the bit before that totally. just kills me yeah 100 percent. and i think that's why like um like robert eggers and oh who who did um there's a couple modern sort of film uh, horror directors those sort of indie ones where like apparently the, it's almost like it's just the tension without the yeah. release of the actual yeah. gore it's just absolutely no tension. way <laughs> no thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Also, on the on the subject of airport trips, Arctic Monkeys. I went to see Arctic Monkeys. There's my third recommendation: the band Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> I'll check them out. Was it good though? Good gig. Uh, really good. They were great. They have a very weirdly young audience, which really surprised me. Like the it was in the three arena in Dublin, and I would say most of the audience were like teenagers or close to teenage age which is not what I was expecting you know all the other gigs that I go to of bands that I loved when I was 16 I'm it's just me it's just like a thousand <laughs> me's and I feel obviously very comfortable in that environment but, but there's loads of kids you- and they go crazy for specifically for any song from the album AM which is a 10 year old album which would have come out when they were fifth, five years old but none of it really makes any sense uh, like genuinely when they when the first chords of knee socks play it gets a bigger scream and a bigger sing-along than like anything from the first album anything at all like it's really nice. bizarre and that, they're the they're the songs where you can hear the crowd singing above you know like snap out of it everyone's losing their shit and they're singing way like way louder than for any other song so uh, this is going to turn into sort of an arctic monkeys analysis podcast if we're not careful but that's the album they sort of broke america with so i wonder if it, is, it has yeah. a big imprint culturally with young people because that even though we as like british people see they never you know they've they've done great things but in terms of popularity it will always be the first album yeah. was the biggest for sure and they like they, they they were great he was on really good form and they brought out you know they had a string section for the last few songs they oh, did lovely. like an eight minute version of body paint with strings and that was amazing but i think what i found quite sad is that if they dropped a little nugget from the first album, let's say they played Dancing Shoes or something like that, there's no incentive for them to do that because the crowd aren't going to react, which is a really mm. weird. Like normally that's an absolute foolproof, right? If you're at a gig of a band that have released seven albums and they're all in their 40s, if they sneak in a little song from the first album, the crowd is going to, you know, go wild. But that's just not going to happen for them. I think they played seven songs from AM, which is crazy. That is, that is really interesting. Well, there we go. Yeah. I'm sure everyone who isn't a Nazi Monkeys fan has already turned off. <laughs> Thank you, those who have stayed regardless. Yeah, wow. Okay, enjoy it. Go and enjoy the band Arctic Monkeys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener